Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. Friends, pro-life leader Frank Pavone here, National Director of Priests for Life. Welcome to our daily time of prayer together and scripture reading. It's a joy to have you with me and share this video. Spread the word, invite others to come join us and leave your prayer intentions in the comments. We are going to go into God's presence and we're going to hear a powerful message from his word as always. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for life and for the privilege of defending it. Thank you for the focus you give us to be able to, to look at you each day and say, this is the most important relationship in my life. This is all the approval and thanks that I need. This is all the praise I seek, the praise from the one true God. Thank you, Lord, for helping us repent of sin. We ask your forgiveness for any offenses by what we have done or what we have failed to do. Thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to be Watchmen for the House of Israel, helping others to discern the right path, the path to virtue. Help us, Lord, to continue to build a culture of life and to rebuke those who are building and defending the culture of death. Help us, Lord God. Praise to you and enable us now to understand your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. St. Paul's letter to the Colossians tells us this at the start of chapter 3. Brothers and sisters, if you were raised with Christ, seek what is above, where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Think of what is above, not of what is on earth, for you have died, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ your life appears, then you too will appear with him in glory. Put to death, then, the parts that are earthly, immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and the greed that is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming upon the disobedient. By these you too once conducted yourselves when you lived in that way. But now you must put them all away, anger, fury, malice, slander, and obscene language out of your mouths. Stop lying to one another since you have taken off the old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed for knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcision and uncircumcision, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Now, friends, there's a lot of deliberate ignorance out there about proper and improper distinctions between people, divisions, and efforts to overcome division. A lot of ignorance. Because Scripture clearly divides right from wrong. I mean, if we're all reading the same Bible, Scripture clearly divides good from evil, sin from virtue, the way of life, the way of death, the new self, the old self. That's what this reading is talking about. 
In Christ, we are regenerated. We are reborn. You must be born again. You must be born from above. We are baptized. Christians' baptism has regenerated us. And we leave the old life of sin in the tomb. And we live the new life in the risen Christ. There's a distinction. There's a division. There are those who are living the old life. They persecute us who are living the new life. And then there are those of us living the new life. And we try to invite everybody in. I want to focus here on how this reading ends. Christ is all and in all. To whom is his call to this new life addressed? The answer, everybody. There's no human being excluded from the love of God. There's no human being excluded from the call of Christ. So the reading makes a clear distinction between the, the old life of sin, and it mentions the things that are to be rejected. Greed, passion, impurity, evil desire, idolatry, anger. That is evil anger, okay? Um, we're not meant to be stones. And uh, contrasting this with the, the new life in Christ and Paul will tell us about the fruits of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, and so, and so forth. That's a distinction. That's a clear division. But then he says, there's no Greek, Jew, circumcised, uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slavery. All are one. In other words, he's saying, not that there aren't these real distinctions between people, but that despite these distinctions, the call in Christ to the new life Belongs to all. He said this also in, this is Colossians uh, 3. He said this also in Galatians 3. Let me read Galatians 3 starting with verse 25. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all sons of God through faith. You see, we have a new identity. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. The regeneration, being born from above. Then he goes on. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now Paul's not trying to say what the transgender people say. Oh, there's no no male or female, it's whatever I want it to be. The idea here is not to deny the identity God gave us. The idea is not to let the identity God gave us interfere with our call to be holy. The, the, the idea here is not to distinguish who is, is more equal than who else. We are all equal in our basic human dignity and in the supernatural call to Christ. So there's two levels here where there should be no false distinctions. Again, not that the differences don't exist. They do. Of course they do. Man is not woman. Jew is not Greek. Slave is not free. But the call in Christ is for all. And Christ unites all of us in his body. On the human level, we make false distinctions. It's prejudice. It's the real racism, not racism that's used as a label to slap on anything we don't agree with, but real racism looks at a person, considers one or another characteristic, like the color of their skin, and says, okay, you are less worthy of respect than anyone else. You are less worthy of equal treatment than anyone else. And the false distinction, need we 
repeat it, between born and unborn, just because a child is located inside the womb, just because a child is younger and less developed, therefore that child has fewer human rights? Are you serious? There is no born or unborn, Paul can say here. Again, talking on the natural level and then talking about the call of that person in Christ. You know, in my prayer book, in the palm of his hand, you can find it at ProLifePrayers.com. I have a litany in response to abortion, and in there it says that we ask forgiveness for abortion because it's the killing of Jesus' future disciples. You're depriving that child not only of life, not only of the opportunity to hear the birds sing, but the opportunity to hear the gospel proclaimed. It's the killing of the future disciples. All are one in Christ Jesus, and we are to stop being prejudiced against people. John Paul II called abortion the most unjust form of discrimination. He said that in the Gospel of Life encyclical. The most unjust form of discrimination. Brothers and sisters, this is... Um, a beautiful passage here. Again, people ignorantly, and, it, and, and, and there's deliberate malice involved here too, will try to use the universality of Christ's call not to distinguish circumcised, uncircumcised, Greek, Jew, man, woman, but to say, oh, well, there's no distinction between the old way and the new way, between the life of virtue and the life of sin. No, that's precisely the distinction that Christ is making. In other words, to say the call is universal and all are called to be in Christ is to say that all are called to divide themselves from the sinful life. And then you've got those who just turn it all upside down and inside out by saying... Because everyone is welcome, which we, which we agree with, because everyone is welcome, well, then you don't have to worry about changing. Wait, what are you talking about? When, when Paul says, hey, there's no distinction here between persons, what he means is no distinction in the call to be in Christ. He's not saying there's no distinction between being in Christ and being outside of Christ, the universal call where everyone is welcome to come is to welcome to come to a new way of life. It's not to erase the distinction between the new way and the old way. To erase the distinction between sin and virtue. The universal call of everybody's welcome is the universal call to holiness. And so we don't distinguish between anybody whom we call to holiness, but we do distinguish between holiness and sin. What is it about this that some people don't seem to understand? Even some religious leaders. There's a lot of ignorance out there, and friends, it's fostered, unfortunately, by a lot of malice that wants to distort and obscure the Holy Word of God. This has got to stop. And we, you and I, have to be agents of change here. Of course we welcome, we have our Silent No More campaign, we welcome all those who have had abortions, even multiple abortions. I speak often of the fact that I helped a woman who had 26 abortions. That's not going to keep her away from the love and mercy of Christ when she repents of those sins. 
To welcome her in no way is to welcome abortion. In no way is to soften our opposition to that evil. In no way. Well, as the common popular phrase says, love the sinner, hate the sin. That's what it boils down to. We're called to love all, and we're also called to hate sin. And we're called to divide the sin from the sinner. That's the point. The call in Christ is a call to come out from the old life of sin, come into the new life of Christ. Shall we turn to the Lord and pray? Father, thank you for this day once again. And uh, now in the light of the new life that we have in Christ, we thank you. Help us, make us faithful, faithful to this new way of life. May we avoid all sin. May we resist all temptation. And Lord, we pray in this new life in Christ that all our needs will be met by your grace. We implore the throne of mercy for the forgiveness of sins, restoration of health, clarity of judgment, blessings on our leaders, including President Trump, who is doing so much for the restoration and the saving of America. Pour your grace, Lord God, on those leaders who are going in the wrong way, those promoters of abortion. Lord, stop them. Stop them. Lord God, bless all who are sorrowful and grieving. And give your grace to all those who are experiencing success that they may ascribe all the honor and glory to you. And we pray now as Jesus taught us, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray to our Heavenly Mother. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Thank you, friends. Again, spread this video. If you're watching on any of these platforms uh, where they have, you know, subscribe or get notified or different platforms work in different ways, or if you're seeing me on, uh, uh, on X or, or on some other platform where you can you can follow or be a friend on Facebook, whatever it is that the mechanism provides for you to be in deeper contact with us, I want to encourage you to do that even now as we before we finish this this broadcast because staying connected with you, you know it's 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 one of the most important things to me uh, in my in my life. I mean next to staying close to God and staying close to you, really connected really connected and that's why I appreciate these times together and we got a lot to do we have to build a culture of life we have to save this nation we're going to do it and we're going to do it together so thanks for being part of the priest for life family remember our main website endabortion.us endabortion.us you know we used to always talk to people about well it's priestforlife.org and it is and you can get there through priestforlife.org but a lot of people don't even know how to spell the word priest and and i think we lose a lot of traffic because people get confused or they think hey i'm not a priest so this isn't necessarily for me no it is because we're all about ending abortion whoever wants to help us do that so endabortion.us our webpage. we will talk to you soon 
This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.